Hi, I'm Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. And I'm Jesse, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Holo Holo Podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. And I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin and Anishinaabeg people. Welcome to our taste test episode, where we sample something fresh from the pop culture buffet, and then we'll tell you what we think. And on this episode of the taste test, Siggy samples Black Widow. But before we get right into it, spoiler warning, you have all been warned. So if you haven't watched this, <laughs> press pause now and come back to us later. Okay, Sigs, <laughs> let's get right into it. What did it taste like? I'm going to equate, like, all the Marvel movies. I love chocolate ice cream. Mm. I love chocolate. It's one of my baseline things. You've known me for a long time. Mm. I have a sweet tooth. So my favorite type of ice cream involves chocolate, and it's Baskin-Robbins does a great job of chocolate peanut butter. Have you ever had their chocolate peanut butter ice cream? Yes, it's delicious. It's that thick ribbon of peanut butter Mm. that strikes you, right? That sweet and salty balance of rich chocolate. It's not just a thin ribbon. It is a thick chunk, like, as if you took the inside of a peanut butter cup and just carved Carved it into the ice cream. That's a great description. Yeah. I've missed Marvel movies, longing for that chocolate, but it was the peanut butter I enjoyed, mm. and this was represented solely by the supporting actors of this movie, especially Florence Pugh and David Harbour. Hmm. Those were the standouts. We'll talk more about it. Okay, so then tell us about the pop culture calories. Was it worth it? I'm going to be very quick here. It was enough. enough. A dessert serving I wanted. Am I full? No. Did I get my Marvel fix? A little. Mm. Yes. So you were left mm. wanting more. Mm, that's yes. intriguing. It's just my thought process on yeah, this. Yeah, so. I, I can't wait to hear more about it. So tell us, what did it remind you of in the pop culture buffet? Our loyal listeners know that I've reviewed many series this season on Hello Hello Podcast. So there was two shows, Never Have I Ever, which was on Netflix, Mythic Quest, which are serial comedies. Mm-hmm. And they always had a standalone episode concept where there would be a series of eight episodes and one episode would be like an independent standalone episode talking about a backstory black widow is this black widow can function as a standalone movie very similar to captain marvel Hmm. when brie larson character was introduced it was chronologically it falls between the civil war and avengers infinity war right what's interesting when i watched this movie my wife emily watched it with me and the whole time i had to pause to say i would explain like thorough pieces throughout watching right. this movie. So it was very much like a standalone episode. I will say this, what I was missing. I wish there was more of a punch or a send off for Scarlett Johansson. Mm. Now listen, I do have issues with Scarlett Johansson. I'll say one movie, Ghost in the Shell, not appropriate. Right. You're not Asian. But the Endgame gave Iron Man his spotlight, also with Cap. But Black Widow sacrificed her life and was quietly mourned by the original Avengers. Then they just moved to the final scenes. Right. She deserved a little bit more. This is a standalone movie. It just really reminded me of that standalone episode concept with many shows, right? So the MC Universe was this little standalone. And it was almost, I felt like it was an afterthought. She certainly deserved a movie Yeah, because they had planned 
Black Widow in advance of all of this before as we were getting towards Civil War. So you knew that this was somewhere in the pipeline, was it not? No, it wasn't. I think it was almost an afterthought really? after Endgame. Oh, I and thought because th- Pandemic shot it down, it was supposed to come out before the dropping of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I'll explain why I know wow, that Wow, that's really later. interesting. That it, Well, that's a little disappointing that it'll be an afterthought. I thought that this was going to be a tribute to her, but I guess... It should have been. It had elements, and I'll, I'll talk about how I appreciate it next. If Yeah, if let's okay. get right into that. So, so what did you appreciate about it? I love the backstory. The Natasha story was very interesting about her growing up. And and I'm going to throw some trivia for those people that listen and love pop culture. The younger version of Natasha is played by actually a famous actor's daughter. So if you know the lovely actress, she was the lead in The Fifth Element. Mila Jovovich. Mila Jovovich's daughter played Natasha. Really? Oh, I did not know that. It was wonderful. So the backstory was in the 90s in Ohio, you had David Harbour, who's Alexi Mm -hmm. Melina, played by Rachel Weiss, who's totally underused. And then there's Natasha and her younger sister, Yelena, undercover spies. It was like a family drama. Do you ever remember the movie with River Phoenix called Little Nikita? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. So it was along those lines, like it was like a normal family, always on the run, but really the parents were spies. Right. Had to flee. So that was like the beginning. And my wife's like, something bad's going to happen. I'm like, yeah. So it introduces <laughs> a family drama and a comedy. They try to flee. A mother gets hit in a shooting as they fly off in a plane. And basically, Alexi gives up his two daughters and they become soldiers. What is interesting is that these two young girls are recruited by many other young girls. In the background, I don't know who does a cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit, a female rocker. It's very haunting. And they're just growing up to be these trained assassins, many black widows. Wow. That So that's like the layup to this, right? You are sort of, if you are like, if you know the canon of the MCU, you see that Natasha Romanoff is basically fleeing after Civil War because she played both sides and they're after her. And this is her Mm. vanishing and trying to deal with family issues. Now, Florence Pugh plays the older version, the Yelena character. She stole the show. And if you don't know Florence Pugh, you need to get to know her. If you want to watch a very horror, unsettling movie, watch Midsummer, or even watch Little Woman. She got nominated for an Oscar to play the role of Amy. There's a reason why. She is an amazing actress. What Florence Pugh does as Yelena is she gives a lot of gravity and a lot of fun for the whole script. Mm. As she is basically an assassin as a Black Widow, fighting on the other side, while her sister is the Avenger, right? So she's getting all the lots. So you hear great little commentaries going, hey, with a Russian accent, Florence Pugh, who's <laughs> British, was just like, why do you pose? Scarlett Johansson, well, Natasha's like, what do you mean pose? She's like, you pose. You go on the ground, you flip your hair back. She goes, you're such a poser. And she is. Like, poser. She is a poser. And it's so hilarious. <laughs> and she goes, why do you need to do that? you got to go next to the kill. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Very funny. And even where she goes, hey, that moon god you deal with, do you think he takes ibuprofen after we have a big fight? <laughs> do you think? And they just talk about, you know, being like, I think like they're the working Avengers, right? right? So like her and Hawkeye would be the ones that were the working Avengers. We don't have superpowers. We're just very bright, very skilled killers. Yeah. It was fantastic. But on the flip side, Yelena has a backstory of being this little six-year-old 
who gets taken away from her parents mm. and she becomes a child soldier. So she showed that like vulnerability of a lost childhood of her character. Right. David Harbour is Alexi and he's the scenery training guy. He was the Red Guardian, so he's like a Russian version of the Russian Captain America. Right. He's just throwing barbs, like flirting with Melina, who was totally underused by Rachel Weiss, asking like uh, you know, Black Widow, so like has Cap talked about me? And she's like, <laughs> We just broke you out of jail and you're asking if Cap talks about me. you know, because like I'm a oh my God, you know, funny. I'm like a comrade, right? Like I, I'm a colleague, <laughs> which was really funny. What I really want to bring attention to, and listeners, if you're listening, let's acknowledge one of the true stars that probably doesn't get enough acknowledgement, the stunt person. The stunt person for Black Widow is named Heidi Moneymaker. That's a great last name. (laughs) It is a great one. She has a sister. I want to say her name is Robin or Renee. Most recent, there's an episode on ESPN Plus called Moneymaker, colon, Behind Black Widow. Scarlett Johansson also narrates and talks about her story. Heidi Moneymaker was a gymnast. Wow. And they talk about her career as being a stunt person. The crazy fight scenes were amazing. Black Widow takes major punches. She breaks her nose to mm. ruin, like, all factory scent to fight off pheromones. Like, you want this swan song, right? This is the last time Scarlett Johansson is playing this role. I'm sure a moneymaker will be doing stunts for many other people. But it was pretty fabulous, especially with, like, the ending fight scene. You've seen it in the trailers where they're falling from the sky, this ominous red room where she's trying to take it down, and the Taskmaster, you see Scarlett Johansson flying around. I don't know how she didn't get, like, motion sickness. It's pretty spectacular. But again, that lovely ribbon of peanut butter. Let's take it right back there. You know what I miss, Kuya, at a movie? Mm. It's the end credits. The end credits, which I already knew about, was something I was going to live for. And basically, we know that the torch is being passed to Yelena in that role. But what's great, and I've mentioned this in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I didn't spoil it that much. But Juliette Louis-Dreyfus is playing a character which was supposed to be introduced before The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But because of pandemic, the movie was pushed. So they edited the scene a little bit, and basically... Valentina Allegra Fontaine is this woman that is employing Yelena. Yes. And Yelena's like, you know what? I need a raise and all this stuff. He goes, well, have your new Mark. And she shows a picture. She goes, this is the guy that killed your sister. And what do you see in the photo? Tell us. It is Hawkeye. Uh. <laughs> right? So that's a setup of the foray of what's going to happen for next for Yelena. Who's actually tapped? Florence Pugh is tapped to be in the Disney Plus series Hawkeye, which will be released later wow. 2021. Well, that's something to look forward to. So for sure, there were right? some times I gave you like lots of trivia and I didn't even really talk much about the plot, but it was almost a family comedy drama, a lot of fight scenes, a lot of Me Too movement. If this this horrible person, Drakoff, that is taking advantage of women and just giving them no minds or no mm. freedom of choice, it's very poignant for the times. Do I feel that Scarlett Johansson deserved a bit of a better swan song? Yes, but really, the stunt person, Florence Pugh, David Harbour made the movie. So good torch handoff, as you said. It could have just done a a bit more of a job in terms of tribute to Scarlett Johansson. Mm -hmm. But I think she will always be that kind of dark horse hero that Mm -hmm. might not have gone acknowledged. But here, at least on the Holohol podcast, we would acknowledge her rightful (laughs) place in the MCU canon of heroes. Would you sample this again? I have a sweet tooth. One (laughs) serving was enough. One serving was enough. And I, this is the only time I've said one serving was enough wow. in the time I've done taste tests for, for season three. However, the plot lines lead you to the, the future of MCU and the TV right, series right. Hawkeye. You know why? Valentina Allegra Fontaine is collecting people. She collected 
Wyatt Russell. She collected yeah. Florence Pugh. So let's see what she's got under yeah. in the cards for the future of the MCU. So certainly a vehicle to kind of move it forward. Which Absolutely. again, then you don't necessarily need to have. So satisfying, but not necessarily have to be repeated. Who would you recommend this to? MCU fans, this was the movie to start back into the theaters. Last Marvel movie was Spider-Man Far From Home. I love the Disney Plus series, but Siggy's got to get his Marvel movies to watch, right? Right. This is a lead-off. I played on Disney Plus. I'm double-vaxxed. I'll probably feel comfortable for September 3rd when our boy Simu Liu brings in Shang-Chi. So MCU fans unite, watch Black Widow. The satiates that sweet tooth that you all have. And you have to see these Marvel movies on the big, big screen. I mean, yes, I understand it's been a pandemic almost a couple of years now, but you have to mm. see them on the big screen. So it'll be fun to see that hopefully on the big screen too. Well, Sigs, that was quite the taste test. And now I think I need to go to my Baskin Robbins and get myself you know, <laughs> a chocolate peanut butter cake. But before I do that, you should take us out. Hey guys. That was season three's last taste test. We want to hear from you. Tell us what would you like for us to sample on that lovely pop culture buffet. Email us at hollowhollowpopculture at gmail.com. You have further ideas? You can tweet at us at hollowhollowpop and on Instagram at hollowhollowpopculture. The Hollow Hollow podcast is available on all podcast platforms. Read us and leave a review. Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by Chell Turingen. We'll see all of you guys again real soon. Taste test in the fall, season four. See you soon.